Uh, I'm ready to jump right into the Word of God, but before there was a Bible, it was the Word of God. Before it was a Bible, it was the Word of God. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But before the Bible was published, people actually had to hear from God in different forms or fashions, whether it was God speaking through a burning bush, a thick cloud, a soft whisper, a dream, a vision, or a prophecy. God communicated with people through his spoken word, which is also known in the Greek as his rhema word, simply meaning God talked, God's spoken word. And although God can and still communicate through dreams, visions, and soft whispers, rhema word, we now get to have the opportunity to see God's written word right at our fingertips. The Bible gives us the opportunity to see the, the, the word of God through the life of Jesus. Now in the Greek, this is considered to be the logos word, meaning the word of God. And what's truly fascinating about the word of God is that the Bible is applicable to the past, present, and future generations. Meaning, the Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So if God has ever done anything before, He can do it again. He's the same God right now as He was back then. And just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean that it can't happen. Because according to the Word of God, the Logos Word, it says what's impossible for man is possible with God. And it also says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. So when we read the word of God, when we read about the people in the Bible, like Moses, Abraham, Joseph, Mary, Sarah, Joshua, Paul, John, Jonah, Martha, and many other Bible characters, it is important that you don't see these people as God, but you see God in their situations. Whenever we are reading the Word of God, whenever we are reading about the people that's inside of the Bible, it is important that you don't see these people as God, but you see God in their situation. You see, because the people in the Bible that we read about, they are just people. Everybody say people. The people in the Bible are people. Now, by no means am I trying to minimize the role of these people that we read about in the Bible because those are God's people, amen? But as I stand up here on this stage and look out in this audience, I see a bunch of God's people in here. And I'm not about to minimize who you are or whose you are because we were all created in God's image and likeness. We are all God's people, amen? The people in the Bible are human beings. They were human beings. You are a human being. I am a human being. And neither one of us is exempt from experiencing life. You know, oftentimes as people, oftentimes as people, when we see celebrities or people with a big platform or some people with some notoriety, we tend to get a little starstruck. We tend to get a little starstruck and put these people on a pedestal and I can actually recall when I first saw LeBron James for the first time I was at a complete loss for words I was like oh man that's LeBron James I couldn't even say nothing to him because I was so starstruck 
Matter of fact, I was with Pastor Andrew Nava when he saw the quarterback from the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Jefferson. He almost passed out. I had to hold Nava up like this. I'm like, come on, Nava. Come on, Nava. These just people, man. They're not going to the playoffs. They're not winning no Super Bowls. <laughs> Nava almost passed out. I'm like, come on, Nava. They just people. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but... The Minnesota Vikings are not going to no Super Bowl no time soon. They just people. <laughs> but as people, we tend to put other people that have a little influence or notoriety on a pedestal when in reality, these people put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and I. They struggle, they go through ups and downs, they get stuck in the unknown, just like you and I. Nobody is exempt from experiencing life. But the reality is, if we picked up the Word of God, if we picked up the Word of God and followed the Word of God like some of the famous people did in the Bible, there wouldn't be a big distinction between the outcomes of their lives and our lives. If we really prioritize the Word of God like some of the famous people did in the Bible, there wouldn't be a big distinction between the outcomes of their lives and our lives. You see, because God created each and every single one of us with purpose and on purpose. And by reading the Word of God, the Logos Word of God, we are able to see people, regular people, who gave birth to their God-given purpose. Now, before I keep going, before we jump into the Word of God, I want to give you the definition of the word purpose. The definition of the word purpose is the reason something is created or for which something exists. The definition for the word purpose is the reason something is created or for which something exists. We all know that we were created by our God in heaven, amen? And we are currently existing because there is air in our lungs. So that means we are the essence of purpose. We are purpose. We were created by God and we are currently existing. So we are purpose. But my question is, what is your purpose? What is your purpose? The title of my message this morning is, How to Give Birth to Your Purpose. You know, I want to look at a story in the Bible where God put purpose on the inside of a regular human being, and due to their obedience, due to their faith, this person was able to give birth to their purpose, which just happened to be the Savior of the world. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew 1, verses 18. This is going to be good. I, 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 I believe in that God is going to move in this word. Matthew 1, verses 18 reads, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Now that word betrothed means to be engaged, to be married. So when Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, before they came together, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man. Let me hear y'all say just a man. 
and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So here we have Mary. Mary was considered to be a servant of the Lord. We can see that in Luke chapter 1, verses 38. It says that she was a servant of the Lord. She probably was serving on somebody's dream team before Christ. BC days. Do we got any servants that's on our dream team here at the Celebration Church? Amen. Amen. We are thankful for the dream team here at Celebration Church. But Mary was a servant of the Lord. And one day, God, the Holy Spirit, showed up and impregnated Virgin Mary with the Savior of the world. God placed a purpose on the inside of Mary to give birth to Jesus Christ. Her life was a part of God's masterpiece. And Joseph, who Mary was engaged to, was considered to be a righteous man. He was considered to be doing everything right, living for God. He was trying to do everything right. But according to the word of God, he was just a man. Somebody say just a man. He finds out his soon-to-be wife gets pregnant before they came together. That's what the Word of God says. Now, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, uh, the people in the Bible are regular human beings, just like you and I. They are not God. God is just in their situation. So as a man, could you imagine going to test drive a brand new car? And when you get in that car, it already got mouths on it. <laughs> As a man, could you imagine what was going through Joseph's mind, knowing that he hasn't been with his soon-to-be wife, his soon-to-be bride, and she comes to him and says, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I mean, if this was modern-day times, we might would have saw Mary and Joseph on that show, Maury. How many of y'all seen that show, Maury, before? Oh, come on now. Don't get inside church acting like y'all ain't never watched Maury. <laughs> I can see Maury right now saying, Joseph, the baby is not yours. <laughs> hey, but if this was modern day times, I can definitely see them being all over the shade room on social media or on TMZ. But it says that Joseph didn't want to disgrace Mary publicly, so he was willing to break the engagement quietly. Maybe Joseph didn't want people thinking they were doing the do before they said, I do. Or maybe Joseph questions Mary's loyalty to him because she's pregnant and he knows that they haven't been together. Remember, they were human beings just like you and I. But let's keep reading. But as he considered these things, as he considered these things, that means he considered these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, here comes a rhema word. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, this is a rhema word. Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this, let me hear y'all say all this. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name 
Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. Now, I want to look at the prophecy that took place in the Old Testament that we just read about in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. In Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it reads, All right then, the Lord himself will give you the sign. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now this prophecy was prophesied before Mary was born. So that means when Mary entered into this world, she was born with purpose and on purpose to give birth to Jesus. God had already created in advance, created in advance purpose for her life before she even entered into this world. Now I am sorry that I am not sorry that this teaching may be disrupting some religious beliefs, but Mary was never created to be worshiped. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Mary was never created to be worshiped. The reality is God placed a purpose on the inside of Mary to give birth to the savior of the world. And that was a part of, God, a part of God's plan. That was a part of God's plan. But the fact of the matter is, God has impregnated each and every single one of us with a purpose to give birth to. God has impregnated each and every single one of you that's in here to give birth to something good in this world. Before we even entered into this world, God had a purpose for your life to be a part of his masterpiece. Let me hear y'all say masterpiece. The Bible talks about how we are his masterpiece. In fact, let's look at Ephesians 2.10. I'm backing everything up with Bible. I'm telling y'all because I know this is a Bible-believing church. So we're going to back everything up with Bible. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now that word workmanship means a degree of skill for which a product is made. Another translation says that we are God's masterpiece. So what that is saying is that God skillfully and wonderfully created you in Christ Jesus to do good works that he prepared beforehand. Now the definition for that word prepared means created in advance. So before you were formed in your mother's womb, God skillfully created you to do good works here in this earth. Like, could you really conceptualize how skillfully and wonderfully God had to create Mary to be a virgin, to give birth to the Savior of the world? But just as Mary was a part of his workmanship, just as Mary was a part of his masterpiece of work, you have to understand that God has skillfully and wonderfully created you to give birth to your purpose, which is part of his masterpiece of work. Amen? Listen, God has impregnated each and every single one of us with purpose and on purpose to give birth to something good in this world. You see, but I'm going to tell you what some of our problems is. 
I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You see, when we read the Bible, when we read about all the miracles that God performed through people, some of us don't have the faith to believe that God can do the miracle through you. That's the difference. That's why some of our lives don't look like the outcomes of some of the famous people's lives in the Bible is because some of us don't believe that God can actually do the miracle through us. In order for miracles to take place in your life, you have to have faith. You have to believe. The Bible says that without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. I dare somebody in here right now to get the faith to believe that God can do the miracle through you and watch him show up and show out in your life. Get the faith that God can do the miracle and you will see him show up and show out in your life. You see, because we've been talking about making no little plans here. But the thing about it is, we are the ones that's making the little plans due to our lack of faith. We're the ones that's making little plans due to our lack of faith. The plans and the purpose that God has for us is big. It's enormous. God don't make little plans. God don't make little plans. The reason why we are seeing little plans is because we don't have the faith to believe that God can actually do the miracle that we need him to see. You know, if we look at the purpose, if we look at the purpose that God placed on the inside of Mary, Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ over 2,000 years ago. Over 2,000 years ago, Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ, and that name of Jesus is still saving people till this day. And as long as this earth remains, Jesus will be the way, the truth, and the light. Nobody will get to the Father except through him. God uses people to establish his big plans, amen? His big plans, his masterpiece of work. What if the plans and the purpose that God has for you are meant to impact this world for over 2,000 years? What if your purpose is supposed to impact generations and generations and generations? What if God placed that on the inside of you? Listen, the reason why we are making no little plans here is because our creator is a big God and we are a part of his masterpiece, amen? Amen. Listen, in order for you to see the big plans that God has for your life, in order for you to be able to give birth to your purpose, you must understand these three things first. You must understand these three things first, and these three things aren't even a part of my points, but you got to understand these three things first before I can even get to my points. And it's the same three things that we've been talking about all year. Before God allowed his people to cross over the Jordan River after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, God spoke to them about three specific things. Their yesterdays, their todays, and their tomorrows. We've been talking about this all year. Their yesterdays, their todays, and their tomorrows. You see, you must understand that God has healing for your yesterdays. You must understand that God has healing for your yesterdays. You have to let go of the past. You have to heal from past traumas, heal from past mistakes. Let go of those grudges. Let go of those regrets. Receive your healing. God has healing for your yesterdays. 
but you must understand what you don't identify, you can't crucify. Don't miss it. What you don't identify, you can't crucify. What do I mean by that? God has healing for your yesterdays, for your past traumas, but if you keep brushing it off to the side, if you keep suppressing it and acting like it didn't happen, then you will never be able to identify why you're hurting. Then you won't be able to crucify the problem so that you can get healing for your yesterdays. Some of us need to see a counselor for our past traumas because God has placed purpose on the inside of somebody to give birth to becoming a counselor to heal you from your yesterdays. But what you don't identify, you can't crucify. Listen, if your body is aching or if something is just off with your health, God has placed purpose on the inside of somebody to become a doctor and, and this doctor can help provide a solution to the problem that you're having so that you can begin to crucify that problem so that you can start receiving your healing for your yesterdays. If you have a problem with managing your finances, you need to identify that problem to a financial advisor so he can help you crucify your bad spending habits. God has healing for your yesterdays. But in order for you to be able to receive your healing for your yesterdays, you have to understand what you don't identify, you can't crucify. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, ask, somebody say ask. Ask and it will be given to you. Some of us need to start asking for healing. Start asking for help. And then it says, seek and you will find. Some of us need to start looking Start looking for help. Start looking for that new house. Start looking for that new location. Start looking for that new car. Start looking for that new job. Start looking for that new college. Start looking for the problem to your solution. And then it says, knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who seek, for everyone who acts, receives. And the one who seeks, find. And the one who knocks, it will be open. You want healing for your yesterdays? Ask, seek, and knock. You don't know what you don't know. You can't experience what you don't acknowledge, and you can't crucify what you don't identify. Amen? In order for you to be able to give birth to your purpose, you must understand these three things first. God has healings for your yesterdays, but your responsibility for today is to consecrate yourself in the Word of God. Your responsibility for today is to consecrate yourself in the Word of God. Now that word consecrate means to make or declare sacred. And the definition for the word sacred means to be connected to God. So how can you be sacred or how can you be connected to God? By prioritizing the word, the Logos word today. Listen, when you prioritize God's word, the Logos word, then you will start hearing the rhema word of God. Y'all missed it. You missed it. When you prioritize the Logos word of God, then you will start hearing the rhema word of God because God will begin to start speaking directly to your situation. 
When you consecrate, when you are connected to God, he will lead you in the path that you should go tomorrow. And do you know what he has waiting for you tomorrow? Come on, come on. Do you know what he has waiting for you tomorrow? Miracles. Miracles will happen tomorrow. Healing will happen tomorrow. Breakthrough will happen tomorrow. Revelation will happen tomorrow. Restoration will happen tomorrow. Joy will happen tomorrow. Lack will be no more tomorrow. Families will be restored tomorrow. Clarity will be provided for your tomorrows if you acknowledge God, if you really consecrate yourself in the word of God. He will lead you in the path that you should go tomorrow. And miracles will be waiting for you tomorrows. You see, Mary was God's workmanship. God had prepared, created in advance, purpose for Mary to give birth to Jesus. Mary didn't know she would get pregnant as a virgin. She didn't know that she would get pregnant as a virgin by the Holy Spirit, but God did. God did. You may have a purpose on the inside of you right now that you didn't know about, but God did. Five years ago when I was playing in the NFL, if you would have told me that I was going to leave the NFL and come back to my hometown and start a school, the first environmental stewardship zoo school in the nation, I would have said, there's no way. I've never been involved in education. There's no way. I didn't know that I was going to be doing that, but God did. If you would have told me that I was going to be leading a $22 million project in Central Fresno to build a state-of-the-art facility, I would have said, there's no way. I don't got $22 million, and I've never led a project of this magnitude. I would have said, there's no way. I didn't know I would be doing this. But God did. Listen, when our pastors was born, I doubt that they knew that they would have a church location right here in the Fresno Clovis area that will be impacting the whole Central Valley and also impacting families in the Philippines. I doubt that they knew that. But God did. Listen, God did. Some of us don't know the purpose that we have on the inside of us. Some of us is living in our purpose right now that we didn't know about, but God did. Amen. Amen. God did. God did. We don't know what we don't know, but God knows. What you need to understand is God didn't just place you on this earth to be another person on this earth. God didn't just put you on this earth to be another person on this earth. God has prepared created in advance something on the inside of you for you to give birth to, and that is your purpose. You know, you may be in here and you may be wondering, um, what is my purpose? Like, how can I give birth to my purpose? You may be in here questioning how to give birth to your purpose. In order for you to give birth to your purpose in life, you have to have an experience of God's presence. You have to experience God's presence. Pastor talked about this last week. I advise you all to go back and re-watch it or watch it if you missed it. But in order for you to give birth to your purpose, you have to experience God's presence. 
How do you experience God's presence? Number one, you have to hear God's word. Read your Bible. Remember, the people in the Bible are just people. God happened to show up in their lives and gave them a word. An angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and said she was going to be with child. She heard the word of God. An angel appeared to Joseph in his sleep and said, take your wife. He heard the word of God. God told Abraham to leave his country. He heard the word of God. No, God told Noah to build an ark. He heard the word of God. All of these people heard God's word. If you want to experience God's presence, you have to hear the word of God. You have to prioritize the word of God. If you want to give birth to your purpose, if you want to give birth to your purpose, you have to experience God's presence. How do you experience God's presence? You have to, number two, pray. You have to pray. You have to acknowledge God. What you don't acknowledge, you can't experience. In order to experience God, you have to acknowledge him. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray, 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 pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience, then you will experience God's. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Do anybody in here want some peace? Peace in your marriage, peace in your finances, peace with your children, peace in life. The answer is you have to pray. In order for you to be able to give birth to your purpose, number one, you have to be able to hear God's word. You have to, you got to hear God's word. You have to read your word. Number two, you have to pray. You have to pray. Acknowledge God. What you don't acknowledge, you can't experience. And number three, in order to give birth to your purpose, you have to experience God's presence. You have to praise and worship. Number three, you have to praise and worship. The Bible says Mary was a servant of the Lord. She served God. She praised and worshiped God. The Bible says that Joseph was a righteous man. He praised and worshiped God, but he was just a man. You, your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. Listen, your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. And praise team, I can get you guys to start coming back. Your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. How can, you, how can you praise and worship God? How can you use your praise? How can you use your worship? By lifting your hands and singing him praises? By thanking him for all he's done and for all that he's about to do? By consecrating yourself, by being connected to God through his word? By being a servant of the Lord, serving on the dream team, serving in some type of capacity, serving the kingdom of God. Listen, how about this one? By giving to the kingdom of God 
Your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. If you want to experience God's presence, you have to praise and worship. You know, if I'm being completely honest with you, if I'm being completely transparent, when I left the NFL, I was at the lowest point that I've ever been at in my life. I was so depressed. I mean, I was completely depressed and I didn't know how to get out of it. But if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for my praise, if it wasn't for my worship, I wouldn't be standing up on this stage with you today. But because of my praise and because of my worship, I can stand up here today and testify that your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. Because of my praise, because of my worship, I am able to stand before you today and tell you that your praise and your worship is a weapon. Use it. Listen, whenever you're feeling a little, uh, whenever you're feeling a little, uh, like you just don't feel like it, you don't want to, you down, you're out. Whenever you're feeling that, because we are human beings, we gonna experience that, but whenever you're feeling that, turn up your praise. Turn up your worship. And I promise you, God will see you through. Turn up your praise, turn up your worship, and I promise God will see you through. Listen, young people, and, and, and this, is for all, this is for all people, but really for young people, for our next generation, God knows what you're going through. God sees you. He knows your struggles. He knows what you're going through. You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to suffer alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. God sees you. Whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling out, don't suffer in silence alone. Don't go through depression alone. Turn up your praise. Turn up your worship. And I promise you, I promise you, he will see you through. When you're feeling down and out, when you feel like you can't do it no more, turn up your praise. Get connected with somebody here at Celebration Church. There's plenty of people that you can talk to and speak to about your problems, but don't suffer alone. God didn't create us to do life alone. Iron sharpens iron. We gotta get around people that we can share our hearts to so that we can start to heal for our yesterdays so we can start seeing our miracles tomorrow. Don't suffer in depression alone. Talk to somebody. Get connected with somebody. Turn up your praise. Amen? Amen. In order for you to experience God's presence, in order for you to give birth to your purpose in life, you have to, number four, you have to, number four, have faith. Let me hear y'all say, have faith. In order for you to experience God's presence, in order for you to give birth to your purpose, you must have faith. An angel appeared to Mary and told her she would give birth to the Savior of the world. Because of her faith, she did. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph and told him to take Mary as his wife. Because of his faith, he did. God told Abraham to leave his country. Because of his faith, he did. David had faith that he could slay the giant. Because of his faith, he did. Noah had faith that he could build an ark. Because of his faith, he did. The paralyzed man believed that he could walk. 
because of his faith, he did. Jesus told Peter to get out the boat and walk on water because of his faith, he did. The woman with the issue of blood had faith that if she just touched the cloth of Jesus' garment, she would be healed. Because of her faith, she did. The blind man believed that he could see again. Because of his faith, he did. These people in the Bible are just people, but they experience God's presence because of their faith. Because of their faith. In order for you to give birth to your purpose, you have to have, you have to have an experience of God's presence. How do you experience God's presence? Number one, you have to hear God's word. Read your Bible. Get connected with God. Number two, you have to pray to God. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path to miracles tomorrow. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're doing number one, hearing the word of God, consecrating yourself in the word of God, and you're doing number two, praying to God, acknowledging him in all of your ways, then when he begins to direct your path to miracles tomorrow, you ain't gonna have no choice but to do number three, which is praise and worship. God, thank you for what you're doing in my life. God, thank you for where you brought me from. God, thank you for where you're about to take me to. God, thank you for letting me see another day. When you're doing number one and when you're doing number two, you're not gonna have no choice but to do number three. But in order for you to do one, two, or three, you gotta have number four, which is? In order for you to do any of these things, you have to have faith. By your faith, by your belief, then you will be able to experience God's presence. Then you will be able to give birth to your purpose. Listen, God doesn't make little plans. The gift that he's placed on the inside of you, the purpose he's placed on the inside of you, if you give birth to it, it could possibly change the world. If you give birth to the purpose that God placed on the inside of you, it could possibly change the world. Some of you may be living in your purpose right now, but guess what? God got more for you. God got more for you. Some of you may be in here and you may be wondering, what's my purpose? Listen, it's coming. But in order for you to give birth to your purpose, you have to experience God's presence. You have to experience God's presence. Listen, make no little plans here because the God that we serve is a big God and we are all a part of his masterpiece. If y'all receive that, let's give God some praise in this place. All over the building, all over the building, we can stand to our feet, stand to our feet. Listen, by no means am I trying to discredit the people that we read about in the Bible because those are God's people. Those are God's people. But you have to understand that you are God's people. You are God's people. God created you in his image and likeness just like the people in the Bible. You have to understand in order for you to see miracles in your life, in order for you to give birth to the purpose that God has placed on the inside of you, you have to experience God's presence. How do you experience God's presence? 
Hear the word of God. Consecrate yourself. Pray. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Number three, praise and worship. Praise and worship him. And number four, it takes faith. It takes faith. If you do that, I promise you, God will allow you to give birth to your purpose. Father God, Lord, I'm thanking you for this word. Lord, I'm asking that you seal this word in your people's heart. Let them be able to not only just receive this word, Father God, but let them apply it to their daily lives. Father God, there may be some people in this place right now, Father God, that is wondering what's their purpose. Father God, I ask that you reveal it to them as they draw close to you. Your word says, Father God, as we draw close to you, you will draw close to us. So, Father God, I'm asking right now that these people, your people, your people, Father, begin to draw near to you so that you can reveal the big plans that you have for their lives. Father God, we understand that you use people to establish your big plans. But, Father God, you get all the praise, you get all the honor, and you get all the glory because it's because of you, Father, that we get to do this. So, Father God, I'm thanking you. Father God, I love you. I praise you. I'm asking all these blessings in your son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 